You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. Get the latest headlines online anytime with the KPL News app. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play. KPEL FM, Brobridge, Lafayette. It's the president's answer to calls for police reform. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. We want law and order, and we want it done fairly, justly. We want it done safely. And later today, President Trump will unveil an executive order. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, the Safe Policing for Safe Communities order would incentivize police departments to make reforms, such as sending social workers with officers on calls for addiction, mental health crises, and homelessness. The administration also plans to track officers who have excessive use of force complaints so they can't leave one law enforcement department and then get hired at another. The incentives are meant to steer local forces toward federal guidelines, including on use of force standards that prohibit chokeholds. Dave? Rachel, Congress is also working on police reform legislation. The president's Democratic challenger, Joe Biden, tweeted that race-neutral policies aren't the answer. Systemic racism must be dealt with head-on. The shooting death of a black man in Atlanta Friday added to calls for reform. Rayshard Brooks resisted arrest, but Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms calls it murder. We do not have another day, another minute another hour to waste. She's now requiring police to report all use of force incidents to a citizen's review board, and officers must intervene when another cop uses unnecessary force. In New York City, there was concern overnight cops might have been poisoned. Three NYPD police officers now being treated at a hospital this morning after drinking toxic milkshakes at a Shake Shack in Lower Manhattan. Fox's Jackie Ibanez now Shake Shack tweeted it was horrified in helping police investigate. Two hours ago, an NYPD tweet declared there was nothing criminal. It might have been from cleaning agents inside the milkshake machines. The officers are okay. They've been released. Ask your Amazon smart speaker to play the news from Fox. America's listening to Fox News. We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you from helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. It's being called a landmark decision hailed as a great victory by LGBT rights supporters. The Supreme Court ruling in a 6-3 to three vote that a key provision of the landmark Civil Rights Act of 1964, known as Title VII, that bars job discrimination because of race, color, national origin, and religion, also protects gay, lesbian, and transgender people. The president reacting in the cabinet room. Well, they've ruled. Uh, I've read the decision, and some people were surprised, but uh, they've ruled, and we live with their decision. That's what it's all about. We live with the decision of 
the Supreme Court. Justice Samuel Alito in a dissent joined by Justices Thomas and Kavanaugh writing, there is only one word for what the court has done today, legislation. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. Well, Major League Baseball strike out trying to have a 2020 season. Commissioner Rob Manfred now says he's not 100% confident they can work out an agreement with players over pay issues. In the NFL, there's talk quarterback Colin Kaepernick might now have a better chance at a comeback. Speaking with ESPN Monday, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell was asked about the possibility of Colin Kaepernick returning to the league after Goodell's assuring the NFL will do more to support player activism and combat systemic racism. If he wants to resume his career uh, in the NFL, that obviously is going to take a team to make that decision, but I welcome that, uh, support the club making that decision and encourage them to do that. Some feeling Goodell still owes Kaepernick an apology for the way the league treated him when he knelt during the national anthem in 2016 to protest racial injustice. Kaepernick has not played in the NFL since that season, but has reportedly been working out like crazy in hopes of getting an opportunity this year. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. On Wall Street, Dow futures up nearly 500 points the day after stocks rebounded from a big early sell-off. Markets have also been rising overseas. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on Acadiana's Morning News. We'll get up to 92 degrees today. Your full weather forecast is coming up from the KTC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. The uptick in cases of COVID-19 continues in our area. A rep for Lafayette General tells KPEL News that system-wide, they have 32 inpatient cases. We're told that's a 50% increase from last week. Additionally, there are 13 inpatients with pending results. Lafayette police will set up an OWI checkpoint this Friday night at 9 p.m. The location, which is never specifically disclosed, will be within the city limits of Lafayette. Officers will be conducting sobriety checks until 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. There's an online petition gaining steam to change the name of Jefferson Davis Parish. The push comes as Confederate monuments have been torn down in recent weeks and Confederate leaders have been criticized, all as the country deals with protests on racial issues. Those protests were sparked nationwide with the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man in Minneapolis who was killed by police. The Abbeville Meridional is reporting that all eight members of the Vermilion Parish School Board have been subpoenaed to appear before a Vermilion Parish grand jury this Thursday. In addition to the board members, several other members of the school system have reportedly been asked to appear before that grand jury as well. Housing advocates asked the governor to again extend eviction moratoriums that lapsed this week when the state could face a public health and homelessness crisis. Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center spokesman Max Ciarulo says the mass evictions will hamper, hamper social distancing efforts. He also warned that once federal unemployment benefits end, we could see evictions rise substantially. President Trump says the media is trying to shame his campaign over a planned rally in Tulsa Saturday night. Concerns have been raised about holding a large rally amid the coronavirus pandemic. Trump tweeted, quote, the far left fake news media had, quote, no COVID problem with massive protests after the deaths of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He said the attempt at shaming won't work. Saturday's rally is Trump's first since March. The Supreme Court won't hear cases involving qualified immunity for police for now. Currently, it's difficult to sue police for misconduct. Critics say the doctrine protects cops and government officials from accountability. However, the House and Senate are crafting their own versions of police reforms that could 
change these protections. The UN Human Rights Council is taking up the debate about racism and police brutality after the death of George Floyd. A group of African nations led by Burkina Faso put forward the proposed debate to take place on Wednesday. Burkina Faso said, unfortunately, Floyd's death isn't an isolated incident. The U.S. will not be taking part in that debate. Walmart is testing getting rid of cashiers altogether in their stores. The retail giant switching to a self-checkout-only system at one superstore in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The company says it wants to see if it'll speed things up while limiting human interaction because of COVID-19. A new fat-burning substance is discovered in the labs at Pennington Biomedical Research Center here in Louisiana. Matt Doyle has the story. It's called BAM-15, and Pennington Executive Director Dr. John Kerwin says mice who were given the compound grew leaner than mice who didn't, all without any additional exercise. He says it's not just that they weighed less, they were burning fat. The cells are just churning out the ATP, they're burning it up, and we, we saw that in, in the fat in particular. He says even just one dose was effective. This one sustains its effect for hours, actually. BAM-15 was administered as a supplement to the mice's diet. I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana Highway 1 in Lafouche Parish receives $135 million in federal grants to construct an 8.3-mile elevated highway from the Leeville Bridge to Golden Meadow. It'll make it the largest transportation grant in America. Congressman Garrett Graves says the road is vital for folks to get to Port Fouchon. There's only one road that goes down to Port Fouchon which services anywhere from 75 to 90 percent of all the offshore energy production in the Gulf of Mexico, which is a huge supplier of oil and gas for the United States. The money comes as part of the FAST Act requirement, which requires that projects which support natural energy security priority consideration for the infrastructure of the Rebuilding America Grant Program. Now, sections of the highway are so low, the road can go underwater just with high tide or a strong wind, but experiences the most trouble with storm surge from tropical system. Graves says that shutdowns of the roadway have widespread impacts. There was a study by Department of Homeland Security years ago that painted a picture of billions of dollars in economic impact, job losses affecting all 50 states if uh, if this port were shut down for any type of extended period. Graves says the plans have been in the works since the mid-90s and the total construction time would likely span to about two years. My guess is they could award construction contracts as early as the end of this year, but based on how the, the wheels of bureaucracy spin, I could see them coming back maybe early in the, in the first quarter of 2021. And finally, Monday's decision by the Supreme Court that LGBTQ people deserve equal treatment in the workplace is being celebrated by some while being a disappointing development to others. Kevin Barnhart has this story. The decision to extend the protections of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to apply to gay and transgender workers came on a 6-3 to three vote. Executive Director of the Louisiana Democratic Party Stephen Handwerk says the ruling sends a very strong message going forward. This is just not something that our country should be about. We should not be about discrimination. But Louisiana Family Forum President Gene Mills opposed the decision and says the ruling may result in more lawsuits between employers and employees. You're going to see a litany of additional cases to try to expand that decision or define where its limits are. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Stephen Handwerk, the director of the Louisiana Democrat Party, will be joining us tomorrow for Winging It Wednesday. It's at 7 o'clock right here on KPEL. News Talk 96.5. KPEL. Right now, traffic. We've got a pretty standard forecast across Acadiana coming up for today. Temperatures are going to be right back where they were yesterday afternoon. We'll be up at around 93 degrees. The heat index running just a little bit warmer than that. 
As we go through the afternoon, be on the lookout for a quick shower or thunderstorm. Most of that's going to be in western parts of Acadiana. We'll go with about a 20 to 30% chance for a little bit of thunderstorm activity later on today. Winds are going to be from the east-northeast up at about 5 miles an hour or so. Flows tonight will actually drop down into the upper 60s. Looking ahead through the rest of the week, we're looking pretty good. It's going to be hot outside, and the rain chance is probably going to hover around that 10% range. We'll stay fairly dry here over the next couple of days. As we get into the weekend, then, we'll start to see the rain chances bouncing back a little bit more by Sunday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now at the KPL Studios, it's 73 degrees. Your weather update brought to you by FICO, sponsored by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard with your FICO credit score, even if you're not a customer. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. News Talk 96.5, KPL. right now, traffic. And getting the all clear on the roads of Acadiana. If there's anything you see out there, you can give us a call at 232-1542. And as my girl, Ms. Burns says, buckle it up and keep it safe out there. This hour of Acadiana's Morning News is brought to you by Ladder & Bloom, Louisiana's leading commercial real estate brokerage company. For more, call Ladder & Bloom in Lafayette at 233-9541. <laughs> Well, you know, it's just a... It's Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Hello, Tuesday. Hey, say good morning to the chief. Hi, chief. He's apparently cooking the steaks. So yesterday, the chief and I um, Mm. had some conversations, because I know that's your people. You Uh told me. Yeah. Dogs Uh and your chief. He's your Jerry Maguire. He is. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked a little bit. He had me at steak. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he's cooking steak at at 616 in the morning? I wondered how long it was going to take your little (laughs) hamster in your brain to register in on that. Uh So he's cooking like he's grilling steak? He is grilling steak at 616 in the morning. I'd love to be your neighbor. Right? You know, because I'm telling you, I never want to grill. Until I smell other people grilling. And then right. it like sets it off in my mind. Uh-huh. I'm like, ooh, I need to get, I just have to marinate some meat, you know? Right, right. Okay, so are you having this for lunch? Is he bringing it to us for lunch? I mean, what's happening? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Oh, this is just for you. <laughs> but I don't care about it. I'm just kidding. Hey, good morning to you, Chief. Um, so we had some negotiations yesterday. Yes. I talked to your Jerry Maguire. Yes. I said, I'm just, I know Bernie has this big, flashy new afternoon show. <laughs> okay, and, um, weirdo. You know, now she's asking where her reserve parking space is. I want to know where my driver is. And who picks her up in the morning. Because I want to know, do I get Uber? No. (laughs) Make sure there's a USA Today on my desk when I get here. Make sure it's summarized on post-it notes for me. (laughs) And I said, I'm not doing any of that, but I would love to still have her on the show a bit. And he said, show me the money. I said, there's nothing to show. And he said, okay, well, we'll just make zero it Zero times zero is zero. <laughs> so anyways, uh, welcome into the Tuesday edition of Acadiana's Morning News. We're going to be talking to Chad Romero a little bit ooh, later on uh, this afternoon. Or, mm-hmm. Not this afternoon. No, I know what you meant. Show, Neither one of us hour. knows what time it is because okay. we've been working for 24 hours for like three days. But it's good so it's because, fun. you know what? We launched mm-hmm. a brand new show. Mm-hmm. It was a really insightful conversation yesterday. 
You have Georgia so. Broussard on. I hope so. Um, two other folks with her, and really, you got this perspective where you know you know you have a young black guy mm-hmm. who's explaining. Yeah, everything. Devon is like, okay, Devon, here's my experience. You're hearing everything from you know going to school um, at Lafayette High to mm-hmm. moving on in his life and and why things you know have impacted him. So really great. Um, and and don't forget, you can listen to full episodes of Up Close with Bernadette Lee, how does the podcast that work? version. Many people are asking, so, so how does that work? Essentially, uh, if you go to our website and you click on the Listen Live tab, you can yeah. click on it and you can listen to it there. Or you could actually subscribe um, and you'll get full hmm. episodes delivered to you. Though You'll get a little notification that says, hey, it's mm-hmm. here, it's ready. And um, you can do it that way, too. So. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So we're going to get everything sort of lined up. By the way, um, I want to say thank you to Shannon Wilkerson. Uh, Yes. Brandon Como was off yesterday. Okay. Uh, He picked a slow day to be off. uh, (laughs) Appreciate that. And um, and uh, so I did uh, um, offsides as well. Okay. Yesterday afternoon, y'all sounded like y'all were having a good time. Well, it was pretty raucous. Okay. But you Uh know that's what happened. Shannon is a raucous individual. And you know if there's a party, be like, invite Shannon because it's gonna get wild. (laughs) I um have a lot strangely in common with Shannon. And it's because and we kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday. Right. That we have like the same mom. Yeah. You know, like he was he was just Mm -hmm. saying like just like little quirky things. Uh And I don't know if it's a New Orleans thing. I don't know. There's just like little quirky things. And one of the things he talked about was that his mom would always scare them. When they were younger, yeah. she would go str- walk into the grocery store, and she would go straight <laughs> to the like chip aisle, Ooh. cracker aisle, and she would get what she wanted, and she uh-huh. would eat it while she shopped, <gasps> and the kids thought the whole time it was theft. Mom is stealing. She's stealing. So apparently see, that went on and on. Okay, but you used to be able to do that stuff. Yeah. Like when you would go into the store, you could try the produce. Look, it just... Did you know that? No. When I was a kid, my mama tried everything. That's what you did. Before she bought it. Absolutely. If and you so wanted then, some grapes, you uh-huh. wanted to know, did they taste you good? You a grape. Okay. I mean, really? it was like, absolutely. I have never heard of such. Things were so different then. Uh-huh. You know? Well, it just sort of makes me think of, remember in uh, you that could movie, get a Father sample of the Bride? Candy from the Brock's Candy Station. You could get a sample? Yes. They See, would give you one piece of candy. Society has changed. People would empty that thing into their purse now. <laughs> you can't do that. Why you looked at me? I'm just saying you carry okay. an awful mm. large purse. All right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Don't forget we have guests coming up. Yeah. I know we do. Right. Um, hey. <laughs> They haven't called yet. President Trump uh, kicking oh, off the week with uh, <laughs> Biden broadside. He says he's weak. Ooh. That's, of course, leading up to a big rally that's scheduled for Tulsa this weekend. Sweet. Um, so we're going to we're gonna have more. We're going to talk to David Grosso about that coming up. Okay. All right. 621 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. <laughs> we're back with more after this. This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through. And people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232-1542. That's 232-1542. All right, so there's a big rally planned this weekend in Tulsa. Um, Mm -hmm. And the venue holds a 12,500 people from what? Mm-hmm. I'm hearing reports. Yesterday, okay. we had the announcement that over a million people had registered for tickets to this thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, in the data-driven world we live in, right. of course, you know, it's good to have that many people register for something, even if they're not guaranteed tickets, because guess okay. what? Now right. you know that's your people, you know? That's, well, there you go. That's who you need to send mailers and fundraising emails to, you know? Um, we also heard about a $14 million fundraising haul, and... 
that's just the start of it. It's going to be a big week. David Grasso joins us on the phone. What do we have to expect, sir? You know, one of the most interesting about quarantining with my parents in Florida was getting all those mailers from the Trump campaign. <laughs> so, you know, sitting around and because, you know, I'm not the target demographic. I'm too young. I'm 35 years old. So they think, oh, this guy may or may not vote. I'm also a registered independent. Ooh. So they think, oh, you know, he may not be a Trump fan. But, you know, my father definitely gets them. Interestingly, my mother doesn't get those flyers. So, you know, I think the campaign is trying to reach out to potential supporters to see if really they can rally support and get Trump reelected in November. So you're watching kind of this interesting thing play out. So once again, race comes up and, you know, you have the president who is is trying to say everything right. We hear about the police reform bill that is that is to come. There were some reports yesterday that said in the bill, there are some attorneys who apparently have worked on it with members of Congress who say there will be an admission that there is systematic racism in policing in the United States. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, studies show that, you know, people of color disproportionately are treated differently by law enforcement. And I think even a lot of Republicans are on board for, uh, you know, reform. The problem now with the reform conversation is we go from, you know, definitely reforms are needed and we have a problem to defund the police. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think now I don't think that reform is debatable. It's more of what level of reform, what that reform looks like, and how that's going to please different constituencies who have very different views of the role of roles, the role of law enforcement in this country. Yeah, isn't it? You know, interesting. There, I'll tell you what I love, um, David, and that is I love when I see something unexpected. Like I feel like we're in a time now where everything is so predictable that people are going to have you know toe the party line is what we used to call it. But I love to see whenever like a Biden or I think even Stacey Abrams this week both came out and said, uh, defund the police is not where you need to be going on this, which does make it a little bit harder. Because if you think about it from the Trump perspective, if they would come out in support of defund the police, well, then that gives you a perfect pedestal to say, you see, they want to defund the police and I don't want to vote for me. But it makes it a little bit harder when it seems like even the mainstream, I guess you would call it of the Democrat Party, not Stacey Abrams, but Biden um, you know, seems to say defunding is not the option. You know what's really interesting about the whole defunding thing? This is actually from the conservative playbook, and I think everyone forgot about that. Remember Rick Perry on stage during the primary when he got annihilated from Trump? He said he wanted to defund certain agencies, and he mentioned his own agency, which he ended up leading. So it's funny that the left has co-opted this argument. Um, obviously, defunding whole a uh, whole police department or, you know, nationwide, it's not going to be popular with a lot of moderate voters. So I, I definitely agree that, you know, it's a dangerous road to go down, especially with that type of language. Now, if you read what they're saying by defund the police, maybe some of those ideas aren't aren't necessarily bad, but the whole branding of defunding the police automatically turns off mm-hmm. millions of people. And, and people are assuming you're saying abolish. You know, and so they're having to, you know, they're being forced to say, what exactly do you mean by this? Because you're saying you want more training. Well, that training does cost money. So if we talk about mm-hmm. defunding, then what you going to do, you know? Well, I think we definitely have a problem with police unions. And I think this is more of a right wing argument, right? Public sector unions are a massive problem all over the country. You know, there is no accountability. Costs are very high. That's why taxes are very high here in New York City, where I'm standing. 
definitely a conversation we need to have. I don't know about defunding the police, but reforming police unions and the ability for their members to get off without any accountability is something I think that definitely needs to be looked at. All right, so it took me four minutes to get back on track with what I actually originally had in my calendar to talk to you about, and that comes uh, to some comments that Trump made calling Biden weak and shot. Is that another age thing? Is it, it, is it just been around <laughs> for too long? You know, it's funny. The thing about Trump and Biden is people uh, really age unevenly because, you know, Trump and Biden are almost the same age, but Trump doesn't look nearly as old as Biden. So it's just one of those odd things. Yeah, and it can be Um, argued, and it totally can be argued that, that, uh, I'm sorry, I know people don't like some of the wacky things they think Trump says, Mm -hmm. but Joe Biden looks like sometimes he doesn't even know where he is. But they're in their mid-70s. I mean, I know. I'm just saying, you should get a little mulligan maybe sometimes. Uh, you should. <laughs> you know, but dude, he clearly thing, the, he doesn't know who he is, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about Biden is that he said zingers before Trump even came on the I, scene, I so know. it's hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, Uncle Joe's been saying inappropriate things as long as I remember. You know, some people would say, oh, they're more innocuous than what Trump says, but bottom line is they both say things that are out of step all the time, and it's a little shocking sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, I guess everyone didn't grow up with, you know, what you say on social media stays with you forever, because guess what? They're on the downhill slope. It doesn't doesn't necessarily matter for them. Anyway, hey, uh, David Grosso, it's great talking to you, political analyst. We appreciate your Thank time you. today. Yeah, of course. Have a great morning. All right, it's 629 now. The news is next right here on News Talk 96.5 KFI. Rob and Bernie on Acadiana's Morning News. Uh. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from CapeHill965.com. There's more Acadiana's Morning News to come, but first, some more state headlines for you. The House passed legislation making revisions to the tort reform effort that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, winning a veto-proof majority for the bill in the process. Bill sponsor Chalmette Representative Ray Garofalo says the legislation requires insurance companies to meet with the insurance commissioner to see how much money this legislation has saved them. And if they are, then they are required to reduce their rates accordingly. The bill makes a few adjustments relative to legislation that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, namely decreasing the jury trial threshold further to $5,000 from the bill's previous $10,000. The current threshold in the state of Louisiana is $50,000. New Orleans Representative Mandy Landry says that just because companies are required to meet with the commissioner doesn't mean he can or will force them to lower rates. There has been not one person from the insurance industry to testify that they will lower their rates in Louisiana because of this legislation. Not one. Zero. Landry noted even the 10% promised reduction in rates would still give us some of the top five highest rates in the nation, which need to be addressed through other legislation. ERATH Representative Blake Miguez says they've worked hard to make sure the bill ensures Louisiana's legal system more closely reflects our neighbors who pay much lower premiums. We have the second highest auto rate insurance in the country. So don't you think we should be looking at things like this or having a valid discussion to make these changes to lower our auto insurance rates? But a meet representative, Robbie Carter, tore into the bill over how it would impact our ability to fund court systems and ensure injured victims receive just compensation. 
And I'm not going to waste a lot of time today to tell you just how bad this bill is. This ain't even putting lipstick on the pig. This is a pig from the beginning. The bill now heads to the Senate. Here locally, news reports over the weekend said St. Martinville Mayor Melinda Mitchell tested positive for COVID-19. That information was first reported by the Daily Iberian. Now, as a result, Mitchell, the city administrator, police chief Ricky Martin, and Mitchell's secretary are now in quarantine. There's now word that an attorney representing Mitchell says that HIPAA laws may have been violated. Mayor Mitchell says she would love to know who shared her information in regard to the COVID-19 test and if any laws were broken during the process. And finally, fire investigators are working to determine what caused the fire at a home in the 2100 block of Richfield Road that happened out in Lafayette Parish. Multiple crews responded, according to a report from KATC, including Dusan, Judice, Scott, Karen Crow, Milton, and Lafayette to quell the blaze. Fortunately, no injuries reported to first responders or residents at the scene. We've got a pretty standard forecast across Acadiana coming up for today. Temperatures are going to be right back where they were yesterday afternoon. We'll be up at around 93 degrees. The heat index running just a little bit warmer than that. As we go through the afternoon, be on the lookout for a quick shower or thunderstorm. Most of that's going to be in western parts of Acadiana. We'll go with about a 20 to 30% chance for a little bit of thunderstorm activity later on today. Winds are going to be from the east-northeast up at about 5 miles an hour or so. Lows tonight will actually drop down into the upper 60s. Looking ahead through the rest of the week, we're looking pretty good. It's going to be hot outside and the rain chance is probably going to hover around that 10% range. We'll stay fairly dry here over the next couple of days. As we get into the weekend then, we'll start to see the rain chances bouncing back a little bit more by Sunday. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The sun is up and it's 73 degrees at the KPL Studios. This weather report brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. And we're getting the all clear on the roads of Acadiana. Looks like the interstates are rolling right along. Let's try to keep it that way. Hey, what are you saying over there? Rolling, rolling, oh, rolling. Okay. Hey, if there's anything we need to know rolling. about. Go hard. I'm sorry. You good? I don't know where that happened. I know. From. That was odd. Yeah. But I love you for it. Um, if you see anything <laughs> that we need to know about, you can give us a call. 232-1542 or open that KPL News app. Click on the phone in the upper right-hand corner and call straight into the studio. There's more Acadiana's morning news to come. Hey, Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's essential. It's essential. With Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids. Healthy kids. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60. Because great things happen when we live united. Donate. Donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council.
PayPal Topic Train is running right on time. Driven by Bruce Hart Poche, LLP, certified public accountants. And good morning. Welcome into your KPL Topic Train. Robin Byrne here with you with some stories we've been, you know, kind of Looking keeping on at, the side. Talking about. By the way, people asked me all day yesterday about yeah. that Britney Spears to replace the Confederate <laughs> uh, monuments. Yeah. And also Shannon and I were talking uh-huh. about Lee Circle, you know, Robert E. Lee. Yes. You know, when it came down and they still haven't put a replacement up, put something else up. He suggested Fats Domino. Ooh. I said you would ne- probably need a lower pedestal because it would not make you. W- There's no way Fats Domino could get to the top of that thing. You know, you got to. Oh, gotta, my. Well, Lord. you have to suspend reality. He needs to be on a little bit of a lower pedestal. <sighs> OK, you know, mm, all right. I'm just saying mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Would, or how about this? How, how about don't you what? keep it, Lee Circle? Yes. But you make it Harry Lee. Remember, he was the, the sheriff, sheriff, Jefferson Parish Sheriff. All right. And, okay. you know, he was a notorious you know, really tough. Harry Lee was the one that opened up the airport after Katrina because it was completely shut down and they closed it off. And he was like, come on, we need some place yeah, for we people need, to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. Welcome into your K-Pal topic train. Okay. Topic train us. How many of these unpopular opinions Uh-oh. do you agree with? Okay. Okay. Cold weather is better than warm weather. I totally agree with that. 37% agree. Mm. Nickelback is actually an okay band. <laughs> I just see. I disagree with that. But I do love that they've really embraced their, you know, newfound fame as like a internet meme, right? You know, but well, because what are you going to do? You know, you might as well just you know, people are talking about you, right? They're streaming your music and you're getting paid every time. I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, the show Friends is overrated. Okay. Uh, now let me tell you. Okay, mm-hmm. it is an unpopular opinion. But I'm going to have to agree on some level. Okay. Because some of the episodes were just too dumb, mm-hmm. even for a girl who likes stupid comedy. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time, Anchorman. I know. The Legend of Ron Burgundy. And people are like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Some of the Friends episodes were kind of lame. Yeah. And you, and you know Don't what? Don't tell anyone I said that. Stevie P always talks about. You know, sitcoms. Yes. And that they were meant to be watched a week apart. Yes. You know, and so people binge these sitcoms now. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's, it's just less one of those funny. things. You know, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is less funny. So um, anyway, all these are, are very, Hi, Dr. Um, Phillips. very interesting. All right. Let's, That's okay. Our well, Dr. Phillips is joining us live on the air right now because, okay. all right, so the topic is how coronavirus accelerated the rise of telemedicine. And Dr. Phillips, I got to tell you, uh, I'm not surprised by it, but I'm so thankful for it because you know what? How many people are so agitated when you have to go in just for the doctor to tell you, oh, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's entirely true. You know, we, we've been seeing telemedicine really explode in the last couple of years. Um, back in 2017, there was a study that found that only 82% of Americans had ever used telemedicine. I had, I'm sorry, that 82% of Americans had never used telemedicine, so only 18% had. Now that numbers, those numbers have really reversed. I think most um, Americans have at least talked to their doctors over the phone. Uh, and now we're seeing in this coronavirus pandemic, telemedicine being harnessed more than ever. Um, in March, the federal government expanded Medicaid coverage for telemedicine. 
in an effort to help to keep the elderly in particular out of doctor's offices. If there was one time you didn't want at-risk populations to go and sit in a waiting room to be mm -hmm. seen, it was you know, certainly at the peak of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, so now I think I've, people are, patients are thrilled with it. Uh, doctors are very much getting used to it. And I think telemedicine is going to start to be part of our new normal. Well, you know, I just start to, you look at different patient populations. And, you know, if you have that reliable um, transportation to get to where you're going and you have, or you have someone to bring you, that's great. But um, I'll tell you, my wife is a diabetes educator, and one of the biggest hurdles she has for people coming in for education and managing their diabetes is the ability to get to the hospital to have that meeting, to have that appointment. And so you, know, you have some of these in, in also cancer patients, you know, where you're already talking about someone who has a really low immune system. Should they ever they don't feel good. I know. Should they ever go back to doctor's offices just for the routine checks? Of course, you need blood work sometimes and everything else. But you know, the routine kind of follow up checks. Sure. You know, I, well, telemedicine isn't perfect for every situation, right? Heart attacks, strokes, severe cuts or lacerations, broken bones, um, even those annual physicals, right? Where you really just need to sit down with your doctor and go over everything happening in your life, right? Mental, physical, social, um, you know, sort of big picture stuff. Uh, but to your point, there is quite a bit that can be done virtually. Uh, a lot of what, what I, I'm a general internist, a lot of what we spend our time doing is going over patients' medication lists, right? Going through what medications they've been prescribed by specialists, um, all of the various doctors that they see to make sure um, that they're not being over-medicated or under-medicated. These are things that can be done very well virtually. Um, and if anything, it will help to keep patients on schedule, right? They're more likely to make a virtual appointment than, than as you said, getting to the doctor. Um, so I'm hoping as we come out of this coronavirus um, pandemic, which has really uh, increased the, the use of telemedicine, I hope that it stays. Yeah. You know, it's a whole new thing. And I think it's people um, might have been weary about it before, but they needed to have that appointment or needed a prescription, you know, refilled or need to needed to talk to their doctor and were able to do it during this time. I think their minds are for sure changed. So that's kind of where we are. Uh, Dr. Holly Phillips, thanks so much for your time. It's good talking to you. Thank you. Great. Thank you for having me. So interesting. Yeah. And, because, you know, you know, especially because, you know, they're going to charge. OK, here's the thing that kind of makes me go. Ugh. So if you have any kind of couple of medical conditions, right, you mm -hmm. have to go there. Then you have to have the appointment. Then you have to have a follow-up. Then you have to have a three-month follow-up. Well, a lot of people have heart disease. They got diabetes. You know, they got arthritis. You know, and you know they're going to slam you with the copay every time you got to go. It's expensive. Hey, so it, you still got to pay the copay for telemedicine. I know you do. I mean, but I guess my point is it takes a little of this thing out of it out yeah. of it because you're not getting out in the heat you're not having to waste your gas money you're not having to sit in an uncomfortable lobby chair mm -hmm. i mean those are some big bonuses okay I, yeah i had to pay the 30 bucks but at least i got to sit on my own recliner i also think too it might make it easier to get an appointment you know mm -hmm. because a doctor can yeah. see so many more telemedicine patients in a you know a short time frame because you are just having those conversations and they can do it from their desk which yeah. i think is really good um, I want to tell you this story. This is so tell interesting, me. and it's out of Australia. Here's the headline. A woman gets spectacular passive-aggressive revenge 
on someone who was honking at them in a drive-thru. Wow. So, you okay. know, as things have started to open up, you've seen it. These fast sure. food places have 70 cars in line, you know, because right. people aren't necessarily comfortable going in. Maybe they even can't go in. And, you know, there's still that distance, yeah. you know, with, with people. So this happened in Australia. Um, she shared a story of an incident she had in a drive-thru over the weekend. The line was long. The woman was finally placing her order and a woman behind her, she said it looked like a young driver, young uh-huh. lady, started honking at her while she was ordering. Ugh. The Rude. woman says, quote, I thought to myself, just take the high road, just take the high road. So when she pulled up to the first window, she paid for them both. Wow. Because then the person behind yep. her then had to understand between window one and window two, to think about what she had done. It's not like a, a Starbucks drink where there's just one window. So, you know, you never get to, you never have that gratification of seeing right. the person in the rearview mirror. Um, she said, the woman actually honked one more time to get her attention, then leaned out the window, waved and mouthed, thank you, obviously embarrassed that I had repaid her rudeness with kindness. Uh-huh. She says, um, when she got to the second window, she showed both receipts and she also took her food. <laughs> uh, can you believe it? That's neat. So, you know, kindness was there for a second. And then what? she decided, I'm also going to take your food. Too. Oh, and by the way. Yeah. <laughs> now that's passive aggressive, guys, for sure. Uh, and finally. Yes. And the, you know, coronavirus mm-hmm. insanity stack. Mm-hmm. Keep that one always. All right. Um, the pandemic has officially brought back the drive-in. 42% of people plan to visit a drive-in movie theater this summer. I've never been to a drive-in movie theater. There were a couple when I lived Aww. in Atlanta that Are you people would it? go to. If something happens around here? Well, I'll tell you what I want to go to. Okay. I want to go to the Garth Brooks Cajun Dome drive-in. I do, Did you too. see that? I think that'd be awesome. Okay, so they're going to use fun. an FM transmitter to, yeah. you know, to... Get the audio out. Right. Um, the news came out yesterday. It's going to happen at Cajun Field on June 27th. There's going to be two show times, one at 7.30 p.m. and then a late night one at Ooh. 11 p.m. So here's the deal. Because that's go where there. all our friends in low places are going to be. <laughs> They're going to have it set up, a big yes. screen. You're going to pull into spots, okay? You're going to listen to the audio through your car yeah. stereo. Sure. Um. This is a kind of a first of its kind event. It's happening all across uh, the country. Uh-huh. The, right here in Louis- in Lafayette, though, is the only one yeah. in Louisiana. Um, the price, some people were saying it was pretty stiff or yeah. pretty steep. Uh-huh. It's a hundred bucks, yeah. but it's for your whole car. So, I mean, you so bring everybody. Yes, yeah. that's, that's when you pack up the suburban. You put about nine people in there. You lay someone on the floorboard. You put someone on a roof rack. Rob's going to be like, we'll take you and Brett, but y'all got to hide in the trunk. And, y'all, and you, and you got to pay for your part. <laughs> 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 All right, 6.50 now at Newstock 96.5 KPL. By the way, that's happening June 27th Woo-hoo! at the Cajun Dome. I okay. think it sounds fun. I think it sounds like By a blast. By the way, you can hang out outside your car as long as you're in your uh-huh. parking spot. And you're fully clothed. Why'd you even have to go there? You said hanging out. What okay. parts are hanging out? I'm just saying. Hey, friends in low places and other things in low places. 651 now. It's shaping up as another bad year for California wildfires. But this year, it could be catastrophic for big tech and perhaps even for you and your company, regardless of where you live. Your Tuesday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. 
Last year, during the height of the wildfire season, two of California's largest power companies, Edison and the bankrupt PG&E, intentionally shut off the power to millions of homes. Their power lines are so old, they actually caused some wildfires. This year, with big tech employees working at homes that have no backup power, like a full-blown generator, when the blackouts begin, it could severely affect company operations in tech-heavy cities like Silicon Valley and throughout Southern California, where many dot-coms are headquartered. And that means you'll be impacted regardless of where you live. We're all relying on the internet now like never before. So don't be surprised by the blackouts. I'm Kim Commando. In today's digital world, identity protection is an absolute necessity. There's a big identity protection company out there, but did you know there's a better one? I switched to Identity Guard, and here's why. First, their security is top-notch. Identity Guard has been around for almost 25 years and has helped protect nearly 50 million people, and never once have they been breached. That's powerful security. Second, they protect you with some of the fastest alerts in the industry. You'll receive credit-related alerts in near real-time. In fact, Identity Guard is the only provider that integrates directly with all three credit bureaus. And why does speed matter? Because the sooner you're alerted that someone is using your identity, the sooner you can stop it. And third, they're offering an incredible deal. Get up to 33% off with plans starting at less than $7 a month at identityguard.com slash Kim. That's identityguard.com slash Kim, identityguard.com slash The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Last week, Speaker Nancy Pelosi continued her pander campaign to show solidarity with rioters vandalizing statues in blue cities throughout America. She called for all Confederate statues to be removed from the Capitol grounds. Now, California Democrat Barbara Lee teamed up with Mississippi Democrat Bernie Thompson on a House bill to banish the relics of the Confederacy back to their original states within 120 days. New Jersey Democrat Cory Spartacus Booker introduced a Senate bill seeking to do the same thing. Now, these Democrats are trying to erase the history of their own party. The Confederate statues come from states then controlled by Democrats. It's the Democrat Party that gave America the Confederacy, the KKK, state-sponsored segregation, and Jim Crow. But one of these Confederate statues should get a new home up north. Now standing in Statuary Hall is the likeness of Uriah Milton Rose, a lawyer who was fiercely loyal to the Confederacy. In 1865 in Little Rock, Arkansas, Uriah Rose founded the Rose Law Firm. Many Clinton administration notables worked there at the Rose Law Firm, including Hillary herself. Now, instead of sending old Uriah to collect dust in some warehouse, his white stone statue ought to be sent to the Clinton's estate in Chappaqua and sit dead center right there on the front lawn as a constant reminder of Democrat history. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. And the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own, 
you could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft, but let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH, 25% off. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. Communities. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's the name of the executive order President Trump will sign today after all the protests calling for reform. This is about law and order, but it's about uh, it's about justice also, and it's about safety. The order would create a database to track officers accused of misconduct, and it calls for co-responders, social workers who would help police on mental health and homelessness. Presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden doesn't seem impressed, tweeting, race-neutral policies are not a sufficient response to race-based disparities. We need to tackle systemic racism head-on. Fox's Griff Jenkins, what happened in Atlanta Friday, made calls for reform louder. Rayshard Brooks was killed after resisting arrest. His widow, Tamika Miller, is asking supporters... If you could just keep it as a peaceful protest, that would, that would be wonderful. Because we want to keep his name positive. Now, the officer who fired the shots was fired, but not yet charged. Atlanta's mayor is calling it murder, now requiring officers to intervene when another cop uses unnecessary force. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, a man was shot and critically wounded after protesters trying to take down a statue of a Spanish conquistador clashed with armed men trying to protect it. The governor calls them a menace. Those involved in the shooting have been taken into custody. Renewed tension along the Korean border has gotten violent as the U.S. and North Korea remain in a nuclear standoff. Fox's Simon Owen details what happened live. Dave, North Korea saying it has blown up an office building in a terrific explosion, destroying a joint diplomatic office with South Korea set up two years ago to improve relations. This following weeks of increasing tensions, with the North complaining about defectors who've moved to the South. South Korea is confirming the explosion and threatening a stern response if North Korea increases tensions further. The office had been closed since January because of the coronavirus. Dave? America's listening to Fox News. We're all in uncharted territory, looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you, from helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams, to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. 
The coronavirus has been spiking up in nearly two dozen states in the last couple of weeks with record new cases lately in Florida. The governor has attributed that to increased testing, but Miami's mayor has delayed the next phase of reopening there. In Hawaii, they are now allowing residents on one island to travel to another again. That was halted during the coronavirus shutdowns. Meanwhile, a group of tourists who broke quarantine rules have agreed to leave Hawaii. Kendra Carter says she and 20 fellow travelers from the group Carbon Nation have agreed to pack up after residents harassed them at their vacation house and sent death threats online. Carter says the group didn't realize the 14-day quarantine for all people arriving in the state would be strictly enforced, and they let the excitement of being in Hawaii cloud their judgment by stopping at a beach park instead of going straight to their rental home. Carter describes the group as misunderstood, but they got the message loud and clear, don't let the ocean hit you on the way out. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. A legal standoff may be looming over John Bolton's book. He's the ex-national security advisor who joined Democrats critical of the president's actions in Ukraine, though he did not testify at the impeachment trial. Former national security advisor John Bolton's anticipated memoir, The Room Where It Happened, is set for release next week. But President Trump claims the book contains classified information. This guy's writing, uh, writing things about conversations or about anything and maybe he's not telling the truth he's been known not to tell the truth attorney general bill Barr says a clearance process for the book has not yet been completed representatives for bolton accused the white house of slow walking a national security review of the manuscript to prevent publication Jared Halpern, Fox News. Wall Street stocks could surge at the opening bell. Dow futures are now up uh, more than 500 points. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. On Acadiana's morning news, we'll get up to 92 degrees today. Your full weather forecast is coming up from the KTC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. The uptick in cases of COVID-19 continues in our area. A rep for Lafayette General tells KPEL News that system-wide, they have 32 inpatient cases. We're told that's a 50% increase from last week. Additionally, there are 13 inpatients with pending results. Lafayette Police will set up an OWI checkpoint this Friday night at 9 p.m. The location, which is never specifically disclosed, will be within the city limits of Lafayette. Officers will be conducting sobriety checks until 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. There's an online petition gaining steam to change the name of Jefferson Davis Parish. The push comes as Confederate monuments have been torn down in recent weeks and Confederate leaders have been criticized, all as the country deals with protests on racial issues. Those protests were sparked nationwide with the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man in Minneapolis who was killed by police. The Abbeville Meridinals reporting that all eight members of the Vermilion Parish School Board have been subpoenaed to appear before a Vermilion Parish grand jury this Thursday. In addition to the board members, several other members of the school system have reportedly been asked to appear before that grand jury as well. Housing advocates asked the governor to again extend eviction moratoriums that lapsed this week when the state could face a public health and homelessness crisis. Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center spokesman Max Ciarulo says the mass evictions will hamper, hamper social distancing efforts. He also warned that once federal unemployment benefits end, we could see evictions rise substantially. President Trump says the media is trying to shame his campaign over a planned rally in Tulsa Saturday night. 
Concerns have been raised about holding a large rally amid the coronavirus pandemic. Trump tweeted, quote, the far left fake news media had, quote, no COVID problem with massive protests after the deaths of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He said the attempt at shaming won't work. Saturday's rally is Trump's first since March. The Supreme Court won't hear cases involving qualified immunity for police for now. Currently, it's difficult to sue police for misconduct. Critics say the doctrine protects cops and government officials from accountability. However, the House and Senate are crafting their own versions of police reforms that could change these protections. The UN Human Rights Council is taking up the debate about racism and police brutality after the death of George Floyd. A group of African nations led by Burkina Faso put forward the proposed debate to take place on Wednesday. Burkina Faso said, unfortunately, Floyd's death isn't an isolated incident. The U.S. will not be taking part in that debate. Walmart is testing getting rid of cashiers altogether in their stores. The retail giant switching to a self-checkout-only system at one superstore in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The company says it wants to see if it'll speed things up while limiting human interaction because of COVID-19. A new fat-burning substance is discovered in the labs at Pennington Biomedical Research Center here in Louisiana. Matt Doyle has the story. It's called BAM-15, and Pennington Executive Director Dr. John Kerwin says mice who were given the compound grew leaner than mice who didn't, all without any additional exercise. He says it's not just that they weighed less, they were burning fat. The cells are just churning out the ATP, they're burning it up, and we, we saw that in, in the fat in particular. He says even just one dose was effective. This one sustains its effect for hours, actually. BAM-15 was administered as a supplement to the mice's diet. I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana Highway 1 in Lafouche Parish receives $135 million in federal grants to construct an 8.3-mile elevated highway from the Leeville Bridge to Golden Meadow. It'll make it the largest transportation grant in America. Congressman Garrett Graves says the road is vital for folks to get to Port Fouchon. There's only one road that goes down to Port Fouchon which services anywhere from 75 to 90 percent of all the offshore energy production in the Gulf of Mexico, which is a huge supplier of oil and gas for the United States. The money comes as part of the FAST Act requirement, which requires that projects which support natural energy security priority consideration for the infrastructure of the Rebuilding America Grant Program. Now, sections of the highway are so low, the road can go underwater just with high tide or a strong wind, but experiences the most trouble with storm surge from tropical system. Graves says that shutdowns of the roadway have widespread impacts. There was a study by the Department of Homeland Security years ago that painted a picture of billions of dollars in economic impact, job losses affecting all 50 states if uh, if this port were shut down for any type of extended period. Graves says the plants have been in the works since the mid-90s and the total construction time would likely span to about two years. My guess is they could award construction contracts as early as the end of this year, but based on how the, the wheels of bureaucracy spin, I could see them coming back maybe early in the, in the first quarter of 2021. And finally, Monday's decision by the Supreme Court that LGBTQ people deserve equal treatment in the workplace 
is being celebrated by some while being a disappointing development to others. Kevin Barnhart has this story. The decision to extend the protections of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to apply to gay and transgender workers came on a 6-3 to three vote. Executive Director of the Louisiana Democratic Party, Stephen Handwerk, says the ruling sends a very strong message going forward. This is just not something that our country should be about. We should not be about discrimination. But Louisiana Family Forum President Gene Mills opposes the decision and says the ruling may result in more lawsuits between employers and employees. You're going to see a litany of additional cases to try to expand that decision or define where its limits are. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Stephen Handwerk, the director of the Louisiana Democrat Party, will be joining us tomorrow for Winging It Wednesday. It's at 7 o'clock right here on KPEL. We've got a pretty standard forecast across Acadiana coming up for today. Temperatures are going to be right back where they were yesterday afternoon. We'll be up at around 93 degrees. The heat index running just a little bit warmer than that. As we go through the afternoon, be on the lookout for a quick shower or thunderstorm. Most of that's going to be in western parts of Acadiana. We'll go with about a 20 to 30% chance for a little bit of thunderstorm activity later on today. Winds are going to be from the east-northeast up at about 5 miles an hour or so. Lows tonight will actually drop down into the upper 60s. Looking at through the rest of the week, we're looking pretty good. It's going to be hot outside, and the rain chance is probably going to hover around that 10% range. We'll stay fairly dry here over the next couple of days as we get into the weekend then we'll start to see the rain chances bouncing back a little bit more by sunday from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 acadiana's morning news is brought to you in part by compassion international join compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty during covid19 give a 40 dollars one-time gift text the word hope to 83393. That's hope to 83393 now. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. As we double check what's happening in traffic at this hour, Berlin Street, right near Herbert. That's Berlin Street. Near Herbert, make sure you're buckling up out there. To honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome home eight-time Grammy winner, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the Empress of Soul, Gladys Knight. So proudly we at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad 